The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, it is me, and good day to you. Uh, I am here with a lot of basic fun that uh, I've been trying to keep a tabs on some things going on in San Diego Comic-Con this week, and well, over this weekend, and I am here to report to you on some of the things that caught my eye or interest. That, of course, and we had a big panel from Marvel Entertainment with a lot of announcements for both Phase... I guess, are we up to Phase 5? Yeah, Phase 5. And Phase 6 and all the fun stuff going on with there. Uh, This should be a slightly shorter show because it is just me today. Uh, We're getting ready for Vacation Bible School here. Uh, And so I'm making sure I get this recorded before we get started this week. So I'm going to have a very busy week. So I knew I just would not have time. Buster keeping me busy at work as well. Got some exciting things going on there as well I might have to mention. Uh, But that's the main thing. I don't really have any movie reviews or anything like that. I do have a lot of exciting things happening in the trailer park, uh, including some things that the audio I'm just not going to play for you and a few things that I'm going to mention that it's out there just for for grins and giggles, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. There are times I just have a trailer that I'll I'll go and I'll check it out. Like, okay, well, I want to see that this is going out and I'll... You know, just so I can share it with y'all, but it's not really something I'm uh, I'm that interested in. But maybe you are. So, I don't know. Uh, but this has been an odd week for different things happening that uh, maybe you would not have expected. Uh, like, for one, both Deadpool movies and the Logan movie are on Disney+. Plus. Now, I don't have any children in the house, so I don't know how the parental controls really work. I mean, I think I'm just in there as an adult. So uh, they pop up for me. I guess with the children, uh, if you're, you're a user is registered as a child, then they're not going to be able to see these movies. But I don't know how easy it is for a kid to just log in as their parent. I have no idea. Uh, all I know is there is some hubbub and uh, from both sides of people on the opinion on whether or not these movies or R-rated films should be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it feels like a broken promise to a lot of people. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't mind. But... Uh, yeah, that's uh, the state of the world we're in right now where, you know, R-rated movies, uh, some people have no big deal. I mean, there's people who grow up watching uh, very horrific horror movies and R-rated films. And, of course, I think R-rated films back of the uh, 80s and stuff are, are are almost like the PG-13s of today. It's uh, the palate of the American viewers, like the same as we crest more, more blood, more guts, more, uh, well, sex and violence. I mean, that's... Seems to be the way of the world at the this time, and uh, you know I I can't say that it's all a good thing, you know, but uh, yeah, we've become a lot more. Oh, what's the word I wanted to use? Uh, we're 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 kind of used to it. We're almost immune to the effects of this stuff, uh, and it's you know if you take you got to take a step back and wondering if it's really such a good thing that uh, you know we're when we get exposed to this stuff so much that we're really 
like immune to the effects of saying, "Ooh, that's horrible." And now it's just like, "Oh, well, that's just part of the movie." Now I'm entertained, you know. Uh, I do have concerns about that. And it does seem odd to me that Disney Plus has went that far. I mean, the, the, there was some question with the Netflix shows coming over because those were darker. Um, and a lot of people thought that, well, maybe with the R-rated fare, that would end up over on Hulu, uh, which Disney does own, so they could have put it over there, and that would have made sense, but they've put it on Disney+, Plus, which, I know, it does seem a bit of an odd place for, for R-rated films to land on. So, I mean, but this is also Disney, who is, you know, at one point owned Miramax and put out R-rated films through uh, Touchstone and stuff like that. So, it's not that they haven't made it before, but they just put it under a different label. But this is now, it's like putting the Disney brand on uh, these movies, and uh, these are very not Disney. I mean, yeah. So that's kind of been an interesting thing for this week. But anyways, uh, other things in host chatter. Okay, so what have you been watching? Uh, honestly, I'm trying to get caught up. Oh, and I need to dig up some information. I forgot to dig in on this, but uh, X-Men 97 is getting close. And uh, there was some information released on it this week where we are going to have a team led by Magneto. Uh, now, I I vaguely recall the end of uh, the fifth season. I'm going to have to rewatch it, though, uh, where you know Professor Xavier was taken away with uh, the Shi'ar with Lilana. Um, I'm probably gonna, I think I just said the name wrong. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, wow, that's gonna, it'll come to me later. What? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think I said her name wrong altogether. But uh, but he was like not doing well. He was dying, and he was taken away with a Shi'ar. Uh, and so Magneto is going to be leading the X Men in this X Men '97. Uh, this I think is supposed to be coming up fairly soon. I have not gotten to see any teasers or anything of this. I don't know if anything's been released. I haven't found anything. Uh, but there was some talk about that in some other animated series, including a Spider Man Freshman Year series. Uh, and we got some Marvel zombies and also another season of Marvel's What If, which is going to be like the 1617 a year type of universe. Uh, so a lot of different things happening with that. Uh, so, But because of this is happening, I've uh, taken a little bit of time and I've been watching some of the X-Men animated series. I want to get caught up and make sure I remember what happened in that last season. Although on Disney Plus, some of the episodes are still out of order. Uh, but that's what I've been watching. Now, what I've been thinking I needed to come back to just to kind of see how this fits together. Uh, you know, I was the the Ms. Marvel. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is all right. And, you know, not really not my thing. Uh, but uh, with the, that series, ha- with that first season at least, has wrapped up. And apparently uh, they decided to make uh, Kamala Khan a mutant from what I've been hearing. And uh, now rumors are flying everywhere about how the X-Men are going to pop up as part of the MCU. Uh, there was even an article written on why maybe Kamala Khan in the comics should become a mutant instead of an inhuman, uh, which, I mean, there were changes made in the comics due to different things like, you know, for one, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver suddenly were not mutants anymore and they decided there were experiments in the comics because they wanted to match what's going on in the movies. Uh, and that happens. Uh, whether that's a good thing or not that that happens, that sometimes the comics go in to make the reflect the movies. I mean, they're trying to b- draw in more people to purchase comics. And right now, from what I've heard, the numbers of people buying comics is going down. But I have—I think that has a lot to do with the writing and what they're doing uh, with some comics. So, yeah, I don't know if that'd be such a good idea <laughs> to mess with the character. Although, I don't, I think the uh, from what I'm hearing, it seems like uh, the current Captain or Cap- Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel, uh, some people feel that those characters are being forced, like they're being told that they're popular, but the numbers just don't seem to back it up is what I'm hearing and reading. 
But anyway, so I might watch that series just to see where it was going uh, with her becoming a, a mutant. Now, the other question of what have you been playing? And there's a couple things. I've, I've been playing with a lot of different things. I've been playing Borderlands this week. Got stuck. I was playing Dragon Age Inquisition a bit this week. Got stuck there. Uh, finding time in between working to do this type of thing. But uh, the big one that came out this week, uh, Stray, which uh, I believe was available for purchase, but I, I because I'm a, I guess it's a premium member, I've got the full tilt membership for the PlayStation Plus membership, that I was able to download and play this game this week. Now, if you have not heard about this game, uh, this is an indie darling, I must say. I mean, it's very, very creative. Uh, overall, it is sci-fi with some horror elements, but what has gotten uh, everybody set on fire about this is, Stray, you play as a cat. Yes, correct. You heard me. A cat. C-A-T. And not just some weird cat. You're just a regular cat. Now, of course, the difference is, is you know, you're going to have your human brain to solve the puzzles in this game. And so this cat's going to be a bit little smarter than your average kitty cat. But there was such love to cats put into the creation and the animation of this little character you're playing. Uh, being able to scratch on things. You have a meow button uh, and the certain behaviors that you can interact with. You can rub on legs. Just a lot of stuff that... Uh, Really, if you go on YouTube and you look this up, especially you can find a, a lot of uh, gaming channels where they're just fawning over the behavior of this cat because it's very, very cute. And yeah, the game starts out that way. It's very fun and cute, and I wanted to play it. I mean, we have two cats here. Um, so, I mean, a lot of this stuff is behavior. I just kind of smile at like, yeah, that's just like my cats, you know. Uh, some people are going all in like, oh, this is just the cutest thing. But I'm thinking, okay, you're people who probably don't own cats. Maybe the, the, the amount of devotion you have on this, is, you're not like, oh, yeah, that's just them being a cat. But that's part of why I enjoy just like, oh, I'm getting to play as a cat and getting to knock stuff off of things and, you know, having fun. But you get into the story and it's there's some dark stuff in this story and some emotional stuff and some scary bits. And you're a cat, so you really can't fight back most of the time with these horrible things coming to get you. I don't really want to give away too much by what's happening in the story, but uh, uh, you're a cat that's been lost from its family and found uh, this dark world full, full of androids and weird little monster bacteria, and and they'll eat you alive. I thought at first, oh, this is a game where you're not going to be able to die in, but oh no, you can die, and I died more than nine times and got an achievement for burning all nine of my lives. Uh, but I did play through it. Uh, the uh, There is an achievement for being able to complete the game in less than two hours. So, I mean, it's a short game overall, but you can spend a lot of time just playing about and being a cat. There's a lot of uh, items to go and find and a lot of interactions to do. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to do in this game before you actually complete the story. But definitely it was worth it. And, uh, I mean, super creative. And how, how often do you get to play as a cat in a game? I mean, really. And, and not just being like, oh, is this is goofy. Look, you're the cat. Uh, but seriously, just everything about a cat is there in the animation. Uh, I mean, really, just if, if unless you hate cats, uh, I got to recommend that you try this thing out. And I think we, it's Philip and I to talked about it oh, a couple weeks ago, maybe last episode that this was coming out. But I've gotten a chance to play it, and I really enjoyed it. But since I, I completed it, I finished it. Uh, I started wanting to play some other stuff, and since I've gotten stuck on Borderlands, got stuck on Dragon Age Inquisition, I thought, well, you know what? So, uh, because of my uh, PlayStation Plus account, I got a chance to try out the Guardians of the Galaxy by Square Enix, and oh my goodness, this game just got me hooked in from the beginning. 
from uh, you know when you you get to be in a thirteen year old Peter Quill's room there at the beginning, and he's got a Tron poster, he's got a Chewbacca toy, uh, because you know the Disney owning all this stuff, they can blend it all into a Marvel game. And even at one point when you hit the adult Peter Quill, uh, he's got a Dazzler poster on his wall, and those in the Marvel know know that Dazzler is a mutant. Uh, she's even in uh, the six-player X-Men game, and she was supposed to be part of an animated series in the 80s that just didn't quite come to fruition. Late 80s, early 90s, I guess. mainly I think mainly late 80s. But uh, yeah, Dazzler is like a, a pop star and everything that uh, can turn sound waves into light. Uh, I believe she has been represented in some movies. I think she pops up in the Logan film. Uh, if not, well, no, maybe it wasn't Logan. It might have been in the Dark Phoenix movie. But I know in some of the X-Men films she's been, I haven't watched them in a while, uh, but she has been represented uh, in those films. But it was kind of neat to see a Dazzler poster on his wall. But uh, the music, and you have options in the game, is you can turn off the licensed music in case you wanted to record or stream uh, this online. Because there's a lot of licensed music that really kind of pulls you in. I mean, I've heard some Duran Duran and a lot of like 80s metal and just all kinds of fun stuff with music popping up. Uh, and at great key moments when you're, you you huddle up with the rest of the Guardians for a big battle uh, and suddenly some rock music is playing uh, to encourage you on in uh, your fight. Which I must say, this has been a difficult game. I have uh, found some challenges within the game on the normal mode with uh, some of these early... Uh, uh, enemies that I'm fighting, but the story has been really fun so far. Uh, so I've been having fun playing with that one. Hopefully I don't get stuck because I get stuck in a game and I'm like, all right, well, let's play something else then for a while and I'll come back to this later. That kind of thing. That's, that's kind of how I am. I'm a, a polygamous gamer. <laughs> I will play a lot of different things. Uh, but oh, some fun things going on. I just want to share this, what's going on work. Some of the projects I'm getting to work on because we're coming up on football season and in St. Joseph, Missouri, where I work at with the television station that I work at, uh, we have the Kansas City Chiefs training camp that goes on. And I'm actually getting to put together some stuff for training camp and also for preseason games uh, for our, our news team that's going to cover it, our sportscasters. And I'm getting to put the things together in my job. And uh, I've been really enjoying it, having a lot of fun uh, putting together packages for the Chiefs because I am a football fan and a Chiefs fan. So I just thought, you know, my job is actually kind of cool. <laughs> So I've been really enjoying that. Uh, so I figured I would just share that bit of information with y'all that I'm just enjoying that just because it's something nice and positive. It's nice to have something positive to uh, share. But anyways, speaking of some positive things, uh, let's go ahead and get into some some news here because I got a lot of fun things to share with y'all. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All right, so the main thing, of course, you know, the San Diego Comic-Con has, well, by the time you're hearing this, it has come and gone. And uh, with it comes a lot of different news. And I mean, covering every little bit of it. I mean, I'd have to be on it every day, maybe posting videos every day or something. But I want to go through some of the highlights and some things that I saw that uh, that kind of caught my eye. I mainly spent a lot of time watching Pixel Dan. If, you, if you're into collecting toys and things like that, Pixel Dan is a fun YouTube channel to watch. And so I, I, I checked in with him often to see what things he was looking at. And one thing that really struck out there is Super 7. Um, 
Now I want to go through a lot of the different ones. I mean, they've got, uh, if I was to look even at Super 7's website, they've got some uh, like Godzilla figures that they've come out with that are, uh, they have some that have like a, a glow, but they're like old school looking Godzilla figures. They've got some Thundercats, a Beavis and Butthead, some SpongeBob toys, Jim and the Holograms toys uh, of their reaction series, reaction series where they're kind of, uh, I would say more like that Kenner style design where you only have like four points of uh, movement. Uh, and everyone remembers My Pet Monster, right? They have a little My Pet Monster figure, uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. This is just stuff that's on the front of their uh, their website. But while going around the Comic-Con floor, got a chance to see they're making... Uh, these are pretty good size, even, and uh, they're, they're whatever plastic, probably, material with cloth and, and decent-looking cloth clothing on these figures. But they're Disney characters. And we got, like, a brave little tailor, Mickey Mouse. Uh, we got the Red Queen or Queen of Hearts. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. I'm going to have to actually look it up here on their website. Uh, it was really uh, pretty impressive, some of these characters. Uh, but there's a complete Disney line. Uh, even looking on their website, uh, they have Disney of their reaction lines, Disney reaction figures where they have... Uh, well, if you've ever seen the uh, Hawaiian holiday cartoon, there's a Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy of these reaction figures. They're selling for like $18 each on these. But these other ones were like $295, like $300 toys. Here we go. Uh, yeah, there's a Pinocchio, and he's fully dressed. And you've got uh, Ben Ali Gator from Fantasia. And, of course, I mentioned the Brave Little Taylor and the Red Queen. Uh, also amongst those Disney reaction figures, and um, you can buy the whole set for $72 off the website, it looks like. But there is a uh, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, and Pluto uh, that is, I don't know how you, it looks like they're wearing like adventure gear. But, uh, well, at least um, it seems like they might be dressed for the parks a little bit because Goofy kind of looks like a Jungle Cruise skiffer. And uh, Donald kind of looks like he be, could be climbing the Matterhorn. He's wearing a coat. And uh, we do have Goofy in a uh, sailor cap and a turtle, which might be referencing a cartoon. And then uh, this little Mickey figure here I'm seeing that's also $18. He's dressed as Brave Little Taylor as well. But that is, to you know, separate from this big 300 or pretty much $300 one, uh, which I would love to get. But the $300, no, thank you. Uh, but he's wearing cloth. I do love the Brave Little Taylor. Uh, but they also have some Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Nightmare Before Christmas toys. That are just really excellent, and uh, I believe you can order these off of their website directly. Uh, those are $18 each, but they're about the size of the, the Kenner Star Wars figures, so you have to decide whether you think that's worth it to collect those. Uh, but I really did get a kick out of seeing those, and something else that's uh, fairly new coming along is some uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimates, and they have a, like immunity news, like they're glowing, and so their weapons are all green, their belts are actually colored, but uh, some new Ninja Turtle figures that are Shaped pretty close to the classic figures that Playmates made, only a little different, but uh, they're a glowing type of green. And all of their equipment they come with, they have different hands, and they have their turtle cobs, they have a slice of pizza, but that all is a glowing green material, which I find pretty odd. Uh, they do have some reaction-style figures uh, for that as well, of like uh, some of the Ninja Turtle characters. Uh, even having Donatello dressed in a... Uh, you know, kind of the Humphrey Bogart, you know, the trench coat and the hat when they're disguising themselves. Uh, now, at one point, I know that there were a re-release of 
like the classic figures. I don't think those are available anymore. I'm pretty sure Playmates did that. Uh, but NECA, uh, and this is something else I have on my notes. We'll get into that uh, later here. Uh, NECA had a NECA, by the way. NECA has a lot of stuff for Ninja Turtles that they've got uh, license to create toys that look like the old 80s animated series. I mean, this in style, and they, they kind of have like ink lines where like they seem to have been drawn in that animated style. Those are very cool. They usually sell them in two, two packs, and they're kind of pricey, but they're very neat. Something else I saw that really caught my eye is Marvel Legends, which uh, that's Hasbro's line, I believe. And they're going to have a Spider-Man and Amazing Friends 3-pack that will have Spider-Man, Iceman, and Firestar. So I started looking in on this, and it looks like it is available for purchase already. It'll cost you about $100, to, uh, from anywhere from $100 to $160, depending upon if you get it off of uh, someone on Amazon or eBay trying to scalp you. So I started doing some research. I thought, well, maybe if I can get it directly from Hasbro, and I looked on the Hasbro Pulse, and I saw, well, for one, that there is, uh, they've been doing a line of figures that uh, very much, uh, it's like the old Kenner uh, and Toy Biz style Marvel figures a little bit, uh, but they're that, you know, simple bits of articulation, not a lot of points, but they're really cool for that, just that retro look, and I have a couple. Uh, but I've got a Spider-Man, of course, and I've got an Electro because he's a Spider-Man villain, of course. Uh, and I've seen an Iceman out there, and I thought, well, I'd buy that Iceman if I find that I can get a Firestar so I can have all three of them. Because I grew up watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends. That's that's part of what started making me a Spider-Man fan back when I was a little guy. So I was I was excited about the prospect of finding a Firestar figure. Uh, but I did see that they had a Cyclops available. I did go looking for a Cyclops, uh, but I haven't found him. He was supposed to have been over at Target, but I didn't see it because I do love Cyclops as well of the X-Men. But uh, I did, when I'm looking on the, on the site... Uh, I saw the next wave coming in October of these type of figures, and there's Captain America. There's going to be a Spider-Man that is a, what, more of the Amazing Fantasy 15, where he's black and red, and he's got the web wings, basically. But I did see a Firestar figure coming, uh, which got me excited. Now, there for like $84, you could buy the entire set of the next wave I saw online. But I was like, well, I just really want a Firestar and probably that new Spider-Man. Uh, so I'm going to be looking into that, uh, but that's coming in October, so it's a little bit of a time away. Lots of other great Marvel Legends figures, though, are coming around. Uh, I think there was even a new Ghost Rider that they were talking about in one of the videos. New from uh, the Masters of the Universe Origins line, we've got Mechanek finally. Uh, Philip's pretty excited about this, that Mechanek is finally coming around. We've also gotten a look at some Snake Men, uh, which includes Rattler. Uh, Rattler, he used to be able to you extend his neck up. Now, what they've done instead is they have like a, uh, a head you can switch off, or you can have the long neck or the short neck, which I think takes away from the action feature, but uh, I guess it fits more in line with what they're trying to do with these uh, newer figures. Also got to see a Cobra Khan. Uh, Cobra Khan does not have his pump action uh, to spray water like he did, but he does have a little plastic piece that makes it look like he's spitting water. But along with that, they do have an exclusive uh, that you have to order online. And it is CamoCon, and it's an alternate version of Cobra Con, and has a different head where it's more of a cobra head with the uh, uh, the sides flared out. You know what I mean? Uh, I think there's a name for that. But it's a, more of a cobra head that you can switch on him, and it's some different hands and stuff like that, which... Now, I don't know the backstory on this, but I think this was like an alternate design that maybe they were going to do initially before he became a squirting figure called Cobra Con. Uh, he was CamelCon, but it's very neat, and I, I think in some animated series you have seen CobraCon flare out uh, into a Cobra look in some animated series, so that's pretty neat. Uh, there's also some 40th anniversary packs. 
One of them that uh, was kind of an exclusive, and I think it's supposed to be available online. It features both He-Man and Skeletor of a, a kind of a new design for 40th anniversary. Very, very cool figures. They're uh, supposed to be, I think, about seven inches tall, and it's going to come with uh, versions of the mini comics that the figures originally came with, like the first two mini comics. Also, die cast weapons. Uh, and a very, very cool packaging, uh, selling for about $80. Now, I think this has been a hot item. People are trying to pre-order this online, so this would be very difficult to get. I'd like to get it myself, but I'm not sure I'm going to. So what I've done is said is like the Master Masterverse, if you know that line. Where they, they've uh, got like seven-inch versions of He-Man characters. Uh, I've gotten a He-Man and Skeletor that basically they're the Revelation uh, versions for the Masters of the Universe Revelation series on Netflix. Uh, but uh, other 40th anniversary packs... You might be interested in this one. I don't know. But it's a four-pack of every variation of He-Man. But it should be a five-pack, and they should have put the film version, I think, uh, in there as well. That would have been neat. But it is like the animated-style He-Man. But these are, of course, done in the Origins build, the current Origins. Uh, And then they've got the New Adventures of He-Man, where they put him into space. They have the what they call the 2000X series, and then they also have redone a version for the current Netflix children's series that is computer animated, and I just was not able to get into. I watched an episode, and I was like, no, this is – maybe the kids will like it, but not me. I'm, I'm, I like my old school He-Man, and this was just weird. I didn't get a kick out of it at all. Uh, also, amongst that style, now, you might be familiar that they had a Masters of the WWE series of toys, and they were done the same format of the Motu Origins line. And the fun thing about these figures is they were the wrestlers, but they would kind of dress them out in a style similar to a Masters of the Universe character. Uh, it would still maybe have logos that was the wrestler, but maybe they like, would have armor and they would have weapons and that kind of thing to be like Masters of the Universe. And it's a very cool line. I've got a couple of them. I've got about four of them. I've got a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Macho Man NWO style. Uh, I've got a Rowdy Roddy Piper and a Mr. T figure on my wall. I would like to have gotten a, a Hulk Hogan figure, but I guess it only came with them when you purchased the ring, and I just didn't do that. But they're going to have a WWE Superstars line. And this is going to be embracing a lot of the past, uh, even the 90s. And even I, I don't know that I saw anybody that was really that current. But they're, they're built the same way as the Origins figures, but they're more standard of wrestlers with what they're wearing. And some of them appear to be wearing some cloth. Uh, we I mean, have a Randy Macho Man Savage figure where he's going to have his full entrance robes, uh, a Mr. T that's dressed a little bit more like we would expect for B.A. Baracus, perhaps a little bit on the A-team, uh, a Rick Rude, uh, The Rock. I mean, a lot of figures coming out in this style uh, that they showed for at least the first wave. And I'm sure this wave, we'll, we'll see this toy line on for a while. And I think I'm going to wind up picking up some of these. I don't know where on the wall I'm going to manage to hang these figures, but I, I have to at least get me a Macho Man and a Hulk Hogan and probably Mr. T as well. Uh, but yeah, these look very, very, very cool. Uh, something else that we learned, we finally, I mean, and I'm glad it happened early on because they, they teased that they were going to announce this. Konami finally announced the Cowabunga Collection, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, August 30th will be released. Now this is where you have pretty much Every game that featured the 80s-style Turtles from arcade games to Nintendo to Super Nintendo to Sega Genesis and Game Boy, all of them collected. And I've gotten to see some videos where there's been some hands-on for, like, on the Nintendo Switch and stuff. They have made, like, a museum of all that. You can look at the instruction booklets. You can look at the artwork from the boxes for both American and then Japanese releases and everything like that. Uh, just so much stuff that you can look at and enjoy other than just playing the games. There is a rewind feature 
So if you make a mistake trying to play that old NES game that was difficult, uh, you can back up a couple of seconds and try to not make the mistake that you just made because one wrong move and you can get yourself nearly killed in that game. It was very difficult. I'm kind of hoping, I haven't heard anything about this, but I'm kind of hoping they have something similar to a Game Genie where you could turn on some cheats because that's the only way I ever beat that NES game. Uh, But they also have it set up to where... And I'm not sure exactly how this works, but you can have the computer play and you can watch the computer play, but then you can take over at a certain point. So if there's a part of the game that's too, too difficult for you on that NES game, you can uh, let the computer do it or maybe watch the computer so you get an idea of some strategy of how you might beat that boss or get through that area. Uh, like I know the the dam that a lot of you have trouble with, and I know a lot of people never got through it. I got through it, but I could never get through the rescuing splinter after that. Uh, never got through it without the help of a game genie. Uh, it's a very, very difficult game, uh, but I'm more looking forward to playing like the arcade games again, and I remember playing the, the first Game Boy game. There's like three Game Boy games. Uh, also, the Tournament Fighters. I'm really looking forward to that. I have placed a pre-order in for that. Uh, just just eager for that to come in. Just been waiting for that one ever since I heard Konami was going to do it, and hopefully they've managed to get all their licenses. I know there were some delays with getting licenses for some music. Uh, probably like the Pizza Power theme from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, you know, Turtles in Time. Or I think they call it 4 on the NES. But the Turtles in Time game, which uh, to a lot of people, that is their favorite. And I do love that one. But I, the original arcade game will always be uh, my first love of that sort of thing. Just because, I mean, it was the first arcade game. And I just adored when I first saw that game. I was just, we were just enamored with it. But, of course, you can play the NES version of the arcade game as well. Uh Plus some games I haven't really got to play, like the Manhattan Project, um, and uh, I think that well, I can't think of what the name of that was on the uh, the Hyperstone Heights. There we go, the Sega Genesis game. Well, I never got to play those, so it'll, it'll be fun to have that opportunity. So I'm looking forward to that. And you can also play with friends online on that. Now I've already mentioned some NECA items uh, that were out there. Uh, they showed at San Diego Comic Con an Alf figure. Uh, dinosaurs, you know, like the Jim Henson dinosaurs, some figures of that line, uh, some 40th anniversary ET, which some of these figures are already out, a lot of different variations. And they also, what got me, and I mentioned before that NECA got the license to do like the animated series of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they've made so many different characters. They're deep diving and they even have a bebop and rock study when they were humans. Uh, and even like another one of the punks that was in like the early mini series, but they've got dioramas now. There's three of these. And I have been also, uh, as I'm going to bed and sleeping, I've been watching the old 80s series. And they've perfectly recreated the Turtles sewer layer in three parts of the living room, kitchen, and Donatello's lab. And looking at these, dire- I don't know how much they're going to charge for these things, but oh my goodness. Uh, part of me really wanted to get them, but I, I, I look at it and like, if I did get these, where would I put them? <laughs> I don't have that much space, but it'd be perfect if you were getting the figures and you could display them. I would at least want to get like the living room set because uh, it is it's perfectly recreated from uh, from frames of the animated series. Just so, so cool. All right. But now uh, we're going to dive some serious Marvel here. Um, I'm probably going to save looking at the trailers for when we get down to that. But uh, they had a big Hall H presentation for Marvel Studios. And uh, we've got the Multiverse Saga. I'm pulling this up directly from Marvel.com. Uh, and they had a rollout series of things. I guess the Multiverse Saga is what we're, the, the phase we're going into with Phase 5. Uh, we've got, of course, we already know about She-Hulk Attorney at Law coming on Disney+. Plus. I do have a trailer for you. Secret Invasion, where we're going to see uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn returning as Nick Fury and Talos. Uh, that's coming to Disney Plus next spring. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. that is the next movie coming out February 17th next year. 
Uh, and they're going to get to meet up uh, their greatest foe, Kang. And we're building up Kang to be like the next big bad here, which we met him in the Loki series. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 finally coming out May 5th next year. We don't, of course, have a good look at anything other than a logo. Uh, we did get a teaser for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I will talk about that one later. There's also a poster. Uh, I'll get into that here a bit. Echo, uh, which we knew that series was coming, uh, starting next summer on Disney+. Plus. That, of course, is the character we met in the um, Hawkeye series. Maya, Ru- Maya Lopez's ruthless behavior in New York City catches up with her in her hometown, it says. So we met her as kind of a villain. Loki Season 2 coming next summer. Blade will arrive in theaters November 3rd of 2023. Uh, Riri Williams, we're going to meet her in uh, Wakanda Forever, and she gets a solo series next fall, 2023. Or Well, I, I, I guess between this fall and next fall, right? And that will be, of course, Ironheart. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, is supposed to be coming winter of 2023. Here's something we didn't know was coming. Daredevil, Board Again, coming to Disney Plus Spring 2024. Uh, And this will have, of course, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio returning as Matt Murdock and the Kingpin. Sam Wilson comes back with his first Captain America movie, May 3rd, 2024. Captain America, a new, uh, called New World Order. Thunderbolts is actually going to have a movie coming July 26th of 2024. Fantastic Four, November 8th of 2024. Avengers, the King Dynasty, May 2nd, 2025. Avengers Secret Wars, November 7th, 2025. So yes, 2025, two Avengers movies. Uh, all that announced, and uh, even some really neat looks and some figures that's here on Marvel.com. Now, I did try to set up to get to some specific details. Uh, on They were all on the same page, but just nice to be able to scroll down. But... Uh, so what Feige revealed, that Phase 5 kicks off 2023 with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. This is opening February 17th, as I mentioned. Superhero partners Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne return to continue their adventures as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Together with Hope's parents, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, their family finds themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures, and embarking on an adventure that will push them beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. So a lot of exciting stuff mentioned there. Uh, let me go over to this Wakanda forever. Now there is a teaser, like I said. The teaser is mainly music, so I'm not going to be playing it later. Um, well, now if I can get the article to come up. There we go, because there also is a really cool poster that has a, like a Black Panther head. But uh, let's see here. What we have is Marvel Studios Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Queen Ormonda, Shuri, M'Baku, Okoye, and Dora Milaj. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with the help of war dog Nakia and Everett Ross. Oh, look there, Martin Freeman and then Lupita Nyong'o playing these roles. Ooh, and they forge a new path for the kingdom of Wakanda, introducing Tanuk Huata as Namor. You heard that right, Marvel fans. King of a hidden undersea nation. The film also stars Dominique Thorne, Michaela Cole, Mabel Kedana, and Alex Livanelli. Uh, this is, of course, part of it's the final title in Phase 4, and it's coming out November 11th of 2022. We'll talk a little bit about that trailer. Actually, they got a, a description of the trailer here right on the website. I wonder if I should just... Uh, no, or maybe that's not a description. I think that's some other thing they were talking about at the panel. Uh, but we'll, I'll talk about that trailer here in just a little bit. 
But, uh, oh, yeah, this is where I, I mentioned some of the uh, animation stuff here already with the X-Men 97, Spider-Man Freshman Year, What If, getting another season, and Marvel Zombies, uh, which... Uh, that better be coming in October because that's just be perfect timing, I guess. But there's a little bit of talking about this. Uh, and this, of course, um, well, I guess the list started updating on Friday. Uh, but uh, what if was, it says at least one episode will be based off the 2003 limited comic series Marvel 1602, which places the superheroes in the Elizabethan era. Other episodes and plot lines feature a story about Hela Odin versus the, Mandal- the Mandarin, Yandu giving young Peter Quill his father ego. Oh, to his father, Ego. Captain Carter meeting Winter Soldier, Natasha. And Tony on Secure with Valkyrie and Hulk. Well, that's going to be a completely different. The Winter, how's Natasha end up becoming the Winter Soldier, I wonder? Hmm. Then we get some Russian connection there. Interesting. Of course, we saw what happened to Captain Carter in that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I won't say what happened, but you know what happened. Spider-Man freshman year. This series is set before Captain America Civil War. Characters penned to make appearances in the show aside from the titular character include Harry Osborn, Amadeus Cho, Nico Minuro, Chameleon, Scorpion, Lonnie Lincoln, Pyromaniac, Speed Demon, Tarantula, Doc Ock, Rhino, The Wizard, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, and Norman Osborn. Voice class, uh, the only confirmed is Charlie Cox will be returning as Daredevil as well as Paul F. Tompkins, who moderated today's panel, will voice Bentley Whitman. Season 2 of the show is set to be called Spider-Man Sophomore Year. So uh, I don't know how old Spider-Man was supposed to be in that first movie. <laughs> so, but I, maybe this is, I don't know, it wouldn't be college because it's supposed to be before Civil War. So, I mean, we're going to give Spider-Man his powers in his freshman year of high school now, and we're going to have him face off against all these villains before anything happened in the movies. I mean, this, how's this really going to fit? This is going to be really, really weird. I wonder if it's going to be a, this would make more sense as a separate universe to me. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll watch it. I'll, I'll check it out. I usually check out most of the Spider-Man series. Uh, I'll, I'll at least look at a trailer if I don't watch an episode. Because there was one Spider-Man series they put on Disney, uh, the Disney Channel, that I, I saw what they were doing with it, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not interested in that one. I did watch quite a bit of the Ultimate Spider-Man series. Uh, but I love the 90s series and the Spectacular Spider-Man, and those are available for me to watch on Disney+, Plus at least for now. Marvel Zombies! Zombified versions of characters in the series include Hawkeye, Captain America, Abomination, Ghost. Who's Ghost? Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Okoye, and Icarus. Oh, Ghost was an Ant-Man of the Wasp. She was the villain, wasn't she? New heroes include Yelena Belova, Red Guardian, Kate Bishop, Jimmy Woo, Ms. Marvel, and Death Dealer. And images also showed a Mad Max-esque scroll Barker gang. X-Men 97. Creators of the show listed the characters who create a timeless team within the series, including Rogue, Beast, Gambit, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Storm, Jubilee, and Cyclops. Other characters include Cable, Bishop, Morph, Nightcrawler, Roberta DaCosta, as well as members of the Hellfire Club, Emma Frost, and Callisto, and Magneto in a new look, who is the new leader of the X-Men. Bolivar Trask is known to be a villain alongside Sentinels. There's a description of some footage that said a very short, incomplete clip from the show was presented during the panel in which the X-Men face Trask as he unleashes Sentinels. Rogue takes... One of the heads off and throws it around like a ball, whilst Wolverine faces another one and says, Fancy a trip to the junkyard, bud? Beating one open and curling its arms and body from the inside. The season two of this show has actually already been greenlit. We're expecting, though, fall 2023 is when we're finally going to get a look at this. So it's uh, it's a little bit of a ways off. I can wait. I'm I'm hoping that they uh, really do justice to what that uh, original X-Men series meant to us. 
gator got in the house. Not the gator? Give me that shovel. Come here. Oh. Oh. Get him all. Oh. Get that gator. Oh. The Neverland Trailer Park. All right, I got a lot. Let's get into this. This A lot of this was uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, this, this one got me super excited. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. I'm an idiot. It's showtime! I don't deserve these powers, if I'm being honest. Like, what am I even contributing? Ow! There's already a superhero with a red suit with a lightning bolt on it. Aquaman is literally huge and he's so manly. And Batman is so cool. And I'm just me. Uh... I feel like a fraud. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, the wizard gave me superpowers. Yeah! And then everybody got superpowers. Where's everyone going? To fight crime. Okay. Now everyone's kind of like doing their own thing and I'm the only one trying to keep it together. You understand I'm a pediatrician, right? Come on! Now let's get down to business. Listen to me, Billy. The fate of the world depends on it. The daughters of Atlas are coming for you. Children stole the power of all the gods. This is very personal, Billy. Look, I might not have as much experience as you because I'm not super old like you, <laughs> but I've seen all of the Fast and the Furious movies, lady. It's all about family! A dragon. I love my life. So that is Shazam Fury of the Gods from New Line Cinema. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a DC movie, and it's basically the Warner Brothers. Uh, this Shazam Fury of the Gods continues the story of teenage Billy Batson, who, upon reciting the magic word Shazam, is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego, Shazam. <clears throat> Captain Marvel, <clears throat> uh, for anyone who knows. I think we, we covered that pretty well last time when the other movie came out. <laughs> uh, Asher Angel, Andy Mack as Billy Batson. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, it, it's Chapter 2, is Freddie Freeman. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people in this cast. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of plot written out here on uh, the YouTube channel where I go and I look at these things. Uh, but we got the Daughters of Atlas... Uh, who are coming, and they're upset that kids have these godlike powers. Now, we did see a little bit of, um, oh, this little, like, a caterpillar character, and I forgot who he actually is. I read a few of the Shazam comics after uh, seeing the movie. Uh, I know another guy who read, I kept reading on him. I would like to follow up on some more. Uh, you know, it's almost a reimagining of Shazam. He's a little less serious, I think, than he was uh, originally. 
Uh, but it's a lot more fun this way. Uh, so I really enjoyed that previous movie. But yeah, I, I don't know if that other potential villain, the little caterpillar guy who has like mental powers, I think, uh, if that's going to factor in. Uh, also, we got a look at Disney Plus's She-Hulk Attorney at Law. control no overwhelming feelings of rage no a normal amount of rage you do revert back to gen form when you sleep was the air horn really necessary for comedy absolutely this is a multi-year journey you're about to embark on yes yeah who's your best friend nikki spandex spandex is your best friend being a hulk asks for balance You have so much more to learn. Yes! So I'm clearly nailing it at all these things. If you want to go back to your life as a lawyer, I, I respect that. He doesn't mean that. More and more eccentric superhumans are coming out of the woodwork. We are going to launch a division for them. And I want the She-Hulk to be the face of it. Jennifer Waters. Namaste. I have a serious conflict of interest. This man tried to kill my cousin, Bruce. Yeah, that's quite all right. Oh. People only care because I'm representing Emil Blonsky. I think they care because they're like, hey, that girl's green. Jen, do your thing. God, I really like this outfit. I'm not proud of this. Miss Walters, we answer to a higher power. Our universe is on the edge of a precipice. I am a lawyer. We do things by the book. Oh, the book of the shanty. No, the book of American uh, laws. Whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero. Let's do this. You know that friend you had in high school who was way cooler than you were, attractive, got all the attention from everyone? Hello. Mm -hmm. I think I'm jealous. Is that what I'm feeling? Now, um, official description is actually not here, but uh, let me tell you some pluses. Uh, She-Hulk is one of like the original fourth wall breakers to talk to the people reading the comic, and they do have a moment where she she talks to the viewer, and then both her and Hulk both kind of look at the camera, you know, look at you, uh, which I do appreciate. And also at the end, we get to see Daredevil basically showing up at the end. Uh, but where my problem has arisen now, people with the first trailer really did complain that they didn't think she Hulk herself looked good. Like the animation didn't look up to par, uh, because this, well, this isn't going to look as good as it uh, would in a movie. This is a television show. So I'm sure it's going to be just a little less anyway. But the, uh, the problem I'm seeing is the typical problem that and we've brought this up before that they don't like to have a learning curve when it comes to women. They don't, they don't have to learn. They're just perfect. You just have to give them power, and they're just perfect. 
And we see that a lot in this trailer here where, where Hulk has basically become a bit of a buffoon, which is the other thing. you got to degrade the male and to make her look better, and she's got to be perfect. In other words, she has nothing really she can learn from. And everything he's trying to show her and kind of get her used to the control of powers, she's outdoing him. And oh, and she's nailing everything. Uh, so it's like, why does she need to have to, you know, spend time with Hulk where, where Bruce is trying to, you know, teach her control over powers? And he's also experimenting on her changing. One thing that's been a, a, a thing of She Hulk is that she can change at will. But when She-Hulk first popped up in the cam, the comics, she was the savage She-Hulk, and she still had to go through the same things that Bruce did, where she'd have this rage thing going on. Uh, and they're just going to skip that because they want to get her right back into that lawyer office as quick as possible. Um, She-Hulk is essentially has been kind of a comedy character. They've done a lot of fun things with her, and I really have enjoyed She-Hulk. She's been part of the Fantastic Four. She hasn't managed to ever really maintain her own comic book for that long, though. They keep having to put her into a team. Uh, frequently because they mess up somewhere along the way. They'll, they'll be off to a good start, and then they goof up, and it's just like, oh, we're losing steam here. Uh, but I, I I don't appreciate her just oh, – well, she's just going to be, be – the nature of just being a woman is she's just going to be awesome at this automatically. It's like, no, that makes sense that she'd have some learning curve of some sort to learn to get control of her power and not just, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm great. Because uh, even Batman, even if we start a Batman movie and he's already Batman – we know that there's a lot of time and training that went into him becoming Batman. Uh, and even, you know, we've seen Spider-Man movies. He's got to learn how to be Spider-Man. And we've seen Hulk grow to become the Hulk that we know now. But she just gets to skip all that and just, oh, here I am. I'm perfect. And this frequently has happened when they're trying to make a, you know, a strong female heroine type character. They miss the ball. They don't end up making the character interesting by letting us watch her grow and become the hero that we know she can be. Uh, we're, they're just going to skip all that and just like, why do I have to learn anything from you because you're a man and I'm just going to be perfect as I come out. Uh, and so that really kind of puts a sour note in there. And I, part of me wants to watch this because I do love the character, but I, I don't know that I'm going to like what they've done with her. Uh, I'm more interested in seeing Wong show up, which you might have recognized his voice in this trailer. Uh, so I'm, they, I was, I was okay with the first one, but this one seeing that I was like, ah, I don't know. I think they might have, uh, Messed up. But something that does look good. Black Adam. My powers are not a gift. But a curse. Born out of rage. Black Adam. You believe you are not worthy. You have two paths. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. The world needed a hero. Instead, it got me. October 21st, coming to the theaters, Black Adam, uh, right? You I mean, goodness, just a couple months before we get our next Shazam movie, and I'm still waiting for the buildup to where we're going to have Shazam versus Black Adam. Uh, this was just like a quick peek. 
uh, that they showed at Comic-Con. Uh, it's not like a full trailer. It's only about like a minute and a few seconds long. But, oh, my goodness, does this look exciting. Uh, I'm pretty excited. You know, I'm, I'm actually getting more excited for some DC movies, uh, for at least these ones, <laughs> than I am for some Marvel stuff coming out. They're starting to put out some good stuff here. Uh, we also have come, uh, a few other things that popped up this week. Uh, we did see Sandman. I can't play it for you because somebody drops an F-bomb in that one. Uh, Sandman as I believe, a Netflix series from DC Comics. I believe it's the Vertigo line. Uh, I'm not a big DC guy, so I don't know. But this is written by Neil Gaiman, or is it Gaiman? I always, I think it's Neil Gaiman. Uh, he's a brilliant writer and very creative. If you if you happen to see the movie Coraline, I've even read the book of Coraline. Uh, that's one of his, you know, wild imagination. Just, just really kind of cool stuff he comes up with and writes. Uh, so I'm curious to check that out. Uh, there is also a John Wick 4, for anyone interested in that. I've only watched the first one. I've watched it edited because I don't like a whole lot of language. Uh, so having it edited for languages, you know, it was still a pretty cool movie. Uh, I really enjoyed the first John Wick. I, I probably should watch the other ones. I might enjoy them as well. But a fourth one is on the way. We did also get to see a little bit of the uh, Disney Plus series of, of shorts coming called I Am Groot. Not much for dialogue in there, so I didn't really think sharing the at trailer would really be helpful because you mainly you're just going to hear I Am Groot. Uh, looks kind of fun and cute. Uh, National Treasure didn't really have a um, a... a trailer for this, but there's a behind-the-scenes for the new National Treasure series coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, didn't reveal a whole lot of what's going on with this other than it's an adventure. And, you know, I only saw the first National Treasure movie. I didn't watch the second one. Uh, but this is, like, the next generation and following up from Nicolas Cage's character, I guess. Um... I got a couple more that uh, I'm not going to be able to play, uh, but I, here's another one here that I wanted to play for you. I'll, well, no, actually, I guess I can't play this one either because uh, generally this trailer, for the most part, you hear a lot of licensed music, so I can't really play that audio because it's, I'm going to get tagged for it. But Dungeons & Dragons has a movie coming out, and I was not impressed with this. Uh, it's like they don't take the content seriously. Did anyone see that Dungeons & Dragons movie back in, like, what, late 90s, early 2000s? And it was just silly. Had one of the Wayne's brothers in it, and it was just done for giggles. Looks like they did it again. Just another one made for laughs. I'm like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. I think well, more people take it seriously than this, and it, it might be a fun movie. It's got Chris Pine in it, uh, but it didn't really get my interest. It just seemed like they're trying to be a Guardians of the Galaxy in the uh, in the in the Dungeons and Dragons universe. I believe it's the the subtitle is Honor Among Thieves, and so basically everybody's a thief character, and they do have like some interesting characters in there, but. I'm going to have to see more to get me really excited about this. I mean, it could be just some silly popcorn fun, so I might as well just watch it anyway because I might have a good time. Something that is being taken seriously, House of the Dragon coming to HBO Max. Uh, that's, of course, the continuation of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, I, I've only watched a few episodes. I'm not, you know... Um, this is just this is me. Uh, I graphic violence is one thing, but there's uh, I don't want to go out of nudity and sex scenes in and what I might want to watch. Uh, that is just how I'm wired. That is my my moral compass. That is my belief system. Uh, I'm just I don't like that sort of thing. I don't want to watch that. Um, so moving on though, Halloween ends. I figured I mentioned that that the trailer was actually released. So it's, I guess this has been a trilogy of the new Halloween. It's coming this year. For those of you who are fans of that sort of thing. Uh, then, of course, Wakanda Forever. Now, this, uh, it's hard to tell what's going on at this. I mean, it's kind of looks exciting. It, it wasn't enough to get me like, oh, yeah, Wakanda Forever. But I'm sure I'm going to be all in for it when it gets out. 
But it really, this was a very much a tease where we have no idea, you know, what's going on. Uh, but at some point, we do see somebody's going to take up the mantle of Black Lanther. I have a feeling it's going to be his, his sister. Uh, although there was some rumor that somehow another um, uh, Killjoy, what was his name? <laughs> wow. It just went right out of my head. But there's there's been talk that he's maybe alive. And somehow or another, they're going to be able to make him the new Black Panther when T'Challa passes away. But I don't see how that would happen and not be a, a disaster. So... Kilborn? Kilgore? What was that guy's name? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, the actor's great. Michael B. Jordan was did a great job. But um, I can't see him taking T'Challa's place, really. But I'm curious what they're doing with this movie. But right now, this trailer didn't really reveal too much of what's going on with this movie. And it was kind of confusing. Of You know, I don't know who's this and who's that. I don't know. But, I mean, it looks, spectacle-wise, really kind of cool. So I'm sure as we learn more about this movie later on, I'm going to get more and more excited about it. But right now, it's just like, oh, hey, cool. This this looks neat. So, And I like it. It seems like it's a, almost a tribute to a Chadwick Boseman. Uh, so that looks very cool. I don't know what they're going to say happened to Jishala. Uh, but uh, I, I'm I'm interested to check this movie out. It does look pretty cool. But that's actually where I'm going to wrap up. Look at there, an hour long show this week. Uh, that's where I'm going to wrap things up for you. Uh, remember to visit our website, NarrowlandPodcast.com. And of course, I do want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with that opening sounder. Don't forget, you can send us an email to podcast at NarrowlandPodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We have both a like page and a group, and I do try to post different little news or different articles that I find interesting throughout the week, but I've been pretty busy, so I haven't got to post a whole lot of things. Uh, of course, remember on the website, you can join the Neverlanders, and hey, if you look midway down the front page, you will see mypodcastreviews.com, where if you happen to be a podcaster and you would like to get your reviews from around the world, because Apple will not show you the international, well, it'll only show you your home country, uh, you can use that to be able to take a look at that, and it's a very reasonable fee, a very nice program. Also, please do vote to, or donate, sorry, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. And now, get lost in an adventure. We'll see you next time. <laughs>